0: Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible-Williams.
1: And you all... Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. One of my favorite weeks of the year. I got to be honest. Here we are. And I hope that you eat something delicious this week. Just know that we are so thankful for you all. We Mm -hmm. love that we get to read scripture with you and delight in it with you. It is one of the great joys and honors of our whole lives. I mean, let's be honest. It it really is. I speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Friends, this is week three of our prayers and scripture series, which is also week last Mm -hmm. of our prayers and scripture. Scripture series because next week is Jingle Bells. Advent. That's right. But this week we are still learning about prayer straight from the Bible. And we have our new friend Kelly Matthews with us. Kelly is a writer and an editor. She's on the publishing team at Right Now Media. We'll talk a little bit about that. She has a new book coming out in January called 40 Questions About Women in Ministry. I am intrigued. We are so grateful that she's here with us today to just open God's word and learn about Him and Mm -hmm. learn about how we can talk with Him. And we think you're really, really going to enjoy that episode. Let's get right to it. Kelly, welcome to the Sherry's Truth Podcast. We're so happy to have you here today.
2: I am so excited. Thank you for inviting me.
1: So, something that you all listening may not know, because I don't know how many times we mention it, but sometimes, like today, We actually meet our new friends, our guests, live, like (laughs) right here as we're recording. And so we just met about a solid three minutes ago (laughs) and said, where are you? You're in Dallas. Where are we? We're in Nashville area. So, And then we just have to do a quick get to know you. But here's what's cool about that is, Kelly, because you're our sister in Christ and we know that you love Scripture and you love to read and delight and learn from Scripture, It is an automatic like kindred spirit connection. So, it's one of my favorite things. And I don't, I mean, how often do you get to just meet someone and immediately start reading the Bible together?
2: Right? I mean, it's kind of a dream job, right? You guys have really set something special up.
1: <laughs> um, yes, yeah. Yeah. don't tell anybody. So, it's our little secret. <laughs> well, this is going to be fun. We're so glad that you're here. So, Kelly, tell us a little bit about what your, your days look like. What do you spend your days doing? You, you all who can't see what we can see right now on our screen <laughs> That's is that wonderful. Kelly's Beautiful face is framed by a whiteboard that's behind her, mm-hmm. and we can—if we squint, we actually did. We're,
0: we're a little nosy. I'm going to be honest. We like, like, well, like does that forward. Say?
1: Ooh. But she's got like things she wants Thoughts. to study. Things yeah. like what? What do I want to dig into next? So tell us what what
2: that looks like for you. So, I work at Right Now Media, which is a a video Bible Mm -hmm. study library that churches subscribe to. And if you are in a church, uh, we are international, but of course, we're primarily in the U.S. And your church has a subscription. Everybody who's a member can get their own individual login and have access to this library of thousands of videos. Uh, mostly Bible studies, some devotionals, yes. things like that. So I'm on the writing team and so our team, well, we write the curriculum and any written content, study guides, leaders guides, yeah. those sorts of things. So yeah, so we're basically I, I do get paid to read the Bible and to write about it. It's kind of cool. It is good work if you can get it. Right? right? I know. Yeah, right. So uh-huh. it took a while to finally put that seminary training, you know, mm-hmm. into a daily Use I love yeah, that it's been a great fit. So yeah, the stuff on the board is oh yeah kind of more what I'm I would hope to and you know, I may end up teaching that sort of stuff more at my church. Okay, um, but it's like theology taking yeah. uh, stuff you might not only you might only hear in you know seminary or Bible college and bringing mm-hmm. it to the church because it's for everybody.
0: So just, that. you
2: know, dreaming It is. It's for everybody. I read it something.
0: Is. I'm trying to find it now. Yeah, I read in sort of like your pre-interview, you wrote, I'm passionate about taking theology from the academy to the church. Mm-hmm. And that just connected with me so much. I was like, yes, like bringing those 300, 400-level ideas to 100-level and going, like, this is for everybody. I mean, that's what we do at She Reads Truth. We're like, we'll do all the study, and then we'll put it together in a study book and go, like, this is for you. I love, like, sharing that passion with you. If this were a Bible reader's blind date, this is going well. (laughs)
2: I agree. That is Uh what it feels like. We have a lot in common. Uh
1: Uh I love how we're, of course, familiar with Right Now Media, and you all do a ton Mm -hmm. of work. Y'all are prolific. There's so much (laughs) available. You're so right. And I love to connect with other kind of if you want to say like parachurch ministries or entities that we're in that space too and we're all doing like our thing. Yeah. And I love to see how it connects yeah. and how mm-hmm. it all fits together because we She Reads Truth has, and this is something that most of you listening probably don't even know, but we do church wide subscriptions to the She Reads Truth app. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have like video teaching and all of that. We have Bible reading plans and devotionals and mm-hmm. community to discuss that. But it's kind of similar where, you know, a church can get a subscription and then everyone in the congregation can do a Bible reading plan. It. Yeah. And right. so, and that's what you all offer too for, you know, more kind of traditional when we think of like a multi session Bible study yes. or something like that. Yeah. So it's just so neat to watch people and friends especially like mm-hmm. running in their lane mm-hmm. and we just like occasionally will intersect or be parallel and we get to just high five it's
2: and say it's the beauty of going. the kingdom
0: of just going like yes 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 keep doing yeah. your thing cuz it's so important it's being
2: like so impactful i love that i love getting to encourage one another pointing everybody to the word mm-hmm. and to jesus so mm-hmm. yeah it's really it's really great my mom always jokes with me like of course you i was a reader as a kid and she's like how do you figure out a way to get paid to read? Right, you know? <laughs> right. Yes. And right, yes. And all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a blessing. And, um, um, so, that's my day job. And yeah. uh, in the evenings, I am now um, back in school, so I'm pursuing a doctorate in ministry and wow, I wrote awesome. some books and so it's just things wrote I some books ever, casual <laughs> sentence. Well, but it's been a long time. So okay. it mm-hmm. took a long time to write those. And I always yeah. and I have this wonderful co-author. So none of it mm-hmm. is done alone. I really mm-hmm. enjoy writing in community. So that has been Same. Uh, a real joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so so have you guys written a book together? I mean, obviously, you've got all the study books.
0: We did. We uh, wrote, back in 2014, Amanda and I wrote a book called She Reads Truth, Holding Tight to Permanent in a World That's Passing Away. Way to remember
1: that long subtitle. I know. Just I, just, just, I, it
0: off. I, I cradled that subtitle like and fought <laughs> for it. It was like, it's holding tight to permanent in a world that's passing away. And we tell our kind of parallel but different mm-hmm. memoirs, alternating chapters in the way that kind of that common thread is the thread that's common to all of us, which is the truth of Scripture. But yeah, we did. We wrote a book together, and it was a good, hard, worth at work. It was. Awesome. It was. Yeah. It yeah.
1: was. Yeah. Well, this is fun that the three of us get to spend an hour of our day jobs. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Just opening the Bible together and learning alongside each other. And so, as you know, Kelly, we are in—this is the third week of our three-week series— in our current study, which is called Prayers in Scripture. And so, what we're doing is we're looking at different narratives in Scripture Old Testament, New Testament, various types of circumstances, various individuals involved, obviously, and just looking at where prayer occurs in some of these narratives and seeing what we can learn from that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What can we learn about God and Mm -hmm. who He is all the time Mm -hmm. in all those different circumstances and for all of those different people to see what we can learn about prayer, about what it can look like to be in conversation with God. And we're learning so much from each other. I mean, the community is learning. We've had a couple of podcast episodes. Week one, we had Tyler Staten on. He's Mm -hmm. from Bridgetown Church in Portland, and he's, you know, leader of like a national prayer movement. And then last week had Mark Batterson on, who's done a ton of legwork mm-hmm. about, you know, study on prayer. And so we're just learning a lot. And I think, I don't know how I'm looking at Rachel to see how how do you feel about this, right? And I, you know, I think our community as well, I'm feeling like super inspired. Yeah. But also like, I'm feeling like an urgency, yeah. like not just like an aspirational. Oh, I want I want my prayer life to, yeah, to be richer. But it's like, oh, like I got this is like no. this is a this is a big deal, which I knew. But you know, it's nice to get that like fire lit under you where it's like, this is not. There's not an end to this journey. Yeah, we keep right. going. We keep learning. I
0: mean, after our recording last week, I like talking to Mark. I found myself going like. I'm praying out loud right now. Like I Mm -hmm. like last night I was talking, I was walking around talking to the Lord out loud and it was just so sweet and even just like it feels like just prayer hits differently. It's been
2: good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Prayer, all the different mediums. So whether you're saying it with a friend or out Mm -hmm. loud or if you're Mm -hmm. writing it, there's so many different ways to pray and they will hit you in different ways. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, depending on what's going on or what kind of learner you are, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: And then the other thing, Amanda, like you said, one of the main things that we're learning in this reading plan is about God. And so like, I love that the way that our team set up these three weeks, the day titles aren't, this is the title about this narrative or this narrative. Instead, it's like, this is what we see about God in this day's reading. And so we are now on week three, but we've not actually gone down the list. And I want to read what we as as a community finding, Mm -hmm. If we are reading every day of this Bible reading plan, from first week, we learned about the God who listens, the God who is compassionate, the God who guides, the God who remembers, the God who keeps His promises. In week two, the God who works in all circumstances, the God who responds, who brings justice, who resurrects, and who emboldens. And then this week, Kelly, we're going to get to talk with you about the God who forgives, the God who receives our prayers, who hears our confession, who hears our complaint and who sends us. Mm. And I love getting <laughs> to lot. frame these That's prayers in yeah. the things that are always true all the time, all the way about God, but we get to see these facets of Him in these narratives and the way that the prayers are answered, unanswered, like all the different ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. <laughs> it it is. Very, very, I think yeah. we should dig in. We've got. I mean, this week, you all will see, if you've already started a reading this week, then you know that it starts with the crucifixion narrative. And Mm -hmm. it's a a heavy, heavy reading. And, not but, and, Mm -hmm. and there's prayer in these readings. Mm -hmm. And we see Jesus praying from the cross.
0: I remember when we were first sort of ideating around this reading plan in the conference room with the content team, And going like, you know, prayers in Scripture, you know. And I remember like the one prayer that somehow out of all of the prayers in Scripture felt really important to me to include Mm -hmm. was this one, this first one that we'll read on this day, Mm -hmm. the prayer of the thief on the cross. Because it is just this like one line from a guy who is being put to death for his own sins and Mm -hmm. he's claiming Jesus' blood to cover him.
2: Mm-hmm. I was talking with a friend about this, what we were going to do here. And yeah. uh, they were like, well, which ones are you covering? So I told them this one. And and they thought, well, do they pray on the cross? Right. And is I was it a like, prayer? But isn't he talking to is Jesus? Isn't he talking to Jesus? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I thought, well, that was a really nice, simple way to describe what is prayer. You know, talking to Jesus and you're. I love that doesn't matter,
1: yeah, 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 well, we talked a little bit with Tyler in week one about how do we define prayer, which mm-hmm. there you know a lot of ways, I suppose one can answer that question, and one that the one that our team shows in the study is that prayer is the practice of talking with God through rhythms of speaking and listening. God is a triune God, and mm-hmm. so if talking to God is prayer. Then talking to Jesus is certainly prayer. And I think, too, the thing that—because I had this conversation with myself in the margin of my study book. yeah, (laughs) I I said, the thief prays, question mark, to Jesus? And I think that the thing that for me that sort of sealed the deal is— The very obvious kind of heart posture of his prayer, the context in which it happens in the way that he is being moved Mm -hmm. by Jesus and his presence. And so while there are others who are saying things to Jesus like, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, this is very different what the thief is saying.
2: Oh, yeah. He's figured out. He knows he's guilty. Like, there's yeah. no question he's That's up there right. because he did the deed, whatever uh-huh. it was. Uh-huh. And he knows that his punishment is just. It's cruel, but, you know, according to that time, it it was just. And then he somehow knows that Jesus was up there wrongly. Like, he was innocent. Yeah. Uh. We don't know. It doesn't really tell us how he knows that, but he comes yeah. to that realization. And I just love his humble heart. I mean, yeah. he's at the lowest that he will ever be. And he's willing to turn to this other man on a cross and put himself in his hands, uh-huh. or his eternity mm-hmm. in his hands. And isn't a, a that
0: all that's asked of any of us?
2: Right. But do we always have that humility? Right. I don't yeah. know about right. that. You know, like, right. that's probably where we struggle more.
0: It is a funny, I guess, maybe little rabbit trail or conversation to have about, was any words directed toward Jesus considered a prayer? Because, like, when he was at the market, you know, and he was like, these grapes. <laughs> well, you may have yeah, them. Yeah. This is how much they are. That's not I don't feel like that's mm-hmm. a prayer. But no. when I think about like his interaction with the woman at the well, the way that they interacted and conversed and mm. that he saw her and spoke to her and loved her and showed her the way, like to me that feels like a beautiful prayer exchange.
1: Yeah. This is not the only prayer, since we've decided that's what this is. For the purposes of this conversation, that's what we believe. That's not the only prayer in this reading day. That's right. So we see Jesus on the cross in Luke 23, Uh in verse 34, when he is being crucified, and he says, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. And then in Mark 15, verse 34 The famous, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Mm -hmm. That is a prayer.
2: Scholars really want to know. They can't decide, was he really abandoned or did he just feel abandoned? That kind of thing. Which is not Uh why we're here. (laughs) I don't think we're going to determine the answer to that one.
1: But it's relevant because whether or not he was, he certainly felt that he was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's bringing that knowing full well who God the Father is, Uh and the holiness of God the Father. He's bringing that. I mean, it's not worded like an accusation, Uh but these are the kind of things that I think we, I'm going to say especially those who have grown up in the church, who feel like we have sort of learned the right and wrong ways to pray, Uh and I'm putting those words in imaginary quotes here, that these are things that we would hesitate to say. Say to God, like, you're not here. Where are you? You've they, abandoned They sound right?
2: accusatory, right? That's and right. the Psalms, the Psalms are full of prayers like full. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lament Psalms are super honest. Like, God, what yeah. is going on? Why are you so far? Why don't I feel your presence? When are you going to make the right thing happen? And so, there's a lot of freedom that we can yes. find, especially if you're in a, in a place where lament is really your heart's cry at the moment, go to the Psalms. You will yes, you will find um, a pattern. You will find the freedom to just be honest because God already knows and He wants you to be close to Him. That's so, right. I really love this particular cry on the cross, not because it had to happen, but, mm-hmm. but He's quoting Psalm 22, verse 1. Uh, and so, Jesus is reaching back into the Scriptures mm-hmm. that He authored At you know, to some level, and he's beginning with this cry of pain, and he's like, Yeah, Uh this really is terrible. Like, Uh and there's this moment of, This was why I came, this is what I was born to do. But oh my goodness, right? This is horrible. Mm -hmm. But the fun thing about Psalm 22 is that it's about Jesus. <laughs> it's a messianic yes. psalm. And if you go back to it, which I love this whole, the way scripture's intertwined. Mm-hmm. And so, New Testament, you're going to see so many references to Old Testament. Sometimes they quote it directly, and sometimes they just allude to it. So, you get to go dig it out yourself. But this is a direct quote. And so, if you read Psalm 22, to get a better idea of why would he choose this, you go all the way down to verse 26 or 24. It's like, this is what Jesus fulfilled. He kind of answers his own prayer. And 24, says, For he, meaning God, has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one, which is Jesus. Mm. So, he's, if you keep reading, mm-hmm. mm. you realize God has not despised him or scorned him. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened mm. to his cry for help. Verse 26, The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your heart live forever. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. Like, all of this is coming true, right? Mm-hmm. They will proclaim His righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, He has done it. Mm. And so, like, that's the fulfillment of that, or the culmination of that psalm. And so, the starts, hearkening to that psalm is significant. I think so. I think yeah. it's supposed to send us back to Go the Go back and look. And read yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, it ends and I love in that. victory. Mm-hmm. So... I love yeah. that. So good.
1: I'm so glad that you brought up the Psalms, Kelly, because if you, you know, if someone were just kind of to hop in to this study and this conversation about prayers and scripture, they might be confused that we haven't included any Psalms. Right. <laughs> but that was yeah. intentional because all of the Psalms mm-hmm. are yeah. prayers and songs mm-hmm. to the Lord. And so if if this study makes you want to, you know, kind of whet your appetite for prayer and enriching your prayer life, which I hope that it does. The Psalms are a great place to go because yeah. it's all there. I mean, abandonment, fear, joy, frustration, sorrow, hopefulness, celebration, celebration yeah. expectation, like all of it, I all mean, the human emotions. We have
0: an entire She Reads Truth study book called Psalms for Prayer.
1: Yes. That oh, explores all yes. of those things. It's, should, it's a lovely yes, reading plan. we'll link we'll that. Link, yes. We'll link to yes. it.
0: Yes. I mean, that, even, <laughs> even that truly was just like, we have this one already. Yeah. We
1: want to do... It's yeah, like I spoilers. mean,
0: that was honestly part of the reasoning too.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then Luke 23. So we're back in Luke 23 now, mm. verse 46. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Saying this, he breathed his last. So, these are Jesus' final word. We also know, you know, he says it is finished, mm-hmm. um, which is not in this
2: reading. Yeah, this is another quote of Psalm. This is a thirty-one 31.5. And then it's the same words that Stephen, when he's being stoned, yes. he says the same thing. He looks up and, uh, you know, into your hands I commit my spirit. So, there's something about trusting the God who created you to yeah. receive you back to himself uh-huh. uh, in these last moments.
0: And we get to read the account of Stephen Stoning in today's reading, and you see that he not only says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, but he also echoes that line, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Yeah, um, And I was thinking as I was reading the contrast between the thief on the cross, about to die, and said, like, Jesus, remember me, and Stephen, also about to die, and, you know, committing his spirit to the Lord, mm-hmm. I just—I love the Lord, and I love the way that he welcomed both of them. You know, that, like, maybe in his life, the thief did not honor him, but in his death, yeah. he did. Right. And I just think that it's so kind of God to welcome the thief on the cross.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's probably like the classic scripture to help us understand that we can't do and we don't have to do anything to yeah. it. We just yeah. turn to God. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And just trust Jesus. And honestly, that is
1: exactly very similar to what we see in our Tuesday reading this week from Second Chronicles.
2: Perfect segue. I mean, it, totally. it, it I mean it. <laughs> it's, it's like they
1: did this on purpose, mm-hmm. you all. I'm I have sure a feeling when, they did. I'm sure when the editorial team listens to our podcast, they roll their eyes because mm-hmm. I'm like, like, yes. And then, look at this. Now we get <laughs> oh to <my> read this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we would do they, that. They person, love us yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we get to read about Manasseh, the king, who was king from 12 years old. He reigned for 55 years, so...
2: What we're about to read probably wasn't when he was 12. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. But. Right. Mm -hmm. He had a long time to do a lot of really bad things. I mean,
0: verse (laughs) 6 says, He did a huge amount of evil in the Lord's sight, angering him. That's kind of the summation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He was one of the worst. And there were a lot of bad ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're talking about the kings. Yeah. (laughs) I know. So we're talking about the kings of Israel that followed, you know, David and Solomon, and then the kingdom split. Well, this is the kingdom of Judah where there were some good ones. There were just a few here and there. Manasseh was not one of them, unfortunately.
1: And (laughs) some of what, you know, we've not too long ago read the book of Exodus together and then the book of Leviticus. And so we've talked a lot on the podcast this year about how God called Israel to be consecrated to him, to be set apart. And what we see, some of the details that we get about Manasseh in this reading is that he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, imitating the detestable practices of the nations that the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites. So the Lord had driven out these peoples, but then here's Manasseh, Saying, no, no, we're going to do, we're going to be it like them. In. Come on.
2: Yeah. And a lot of them never actually got driven out. They never quite completed the job they were set to do yeah. in yeah. Joshua. And so, That's right. these peoples just kind of remain among them. And yeah, it's kind of like, who are your friends? So you're you're going to look like your friends, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so, if they're hanging out with Canaanites and other ites of that you know era yes. uh, who are pagans, and, and instead of... Bringing the light of Yahweh to them, right? Instead, they turn into their pagan neighbors, and, and they're
1: worshiping false gods and doing all of the detestable—is the right word—things that go along with that worship. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. the take the story takes a very interesting turn. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let's see. What do we want to Maybe read Maybe start in
0: verse 10. I'll read a little bit of it. Yeah. It says, The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they didn't listen. So he brought against them the military commanders of the king of Assyria. They captured Manasseh with hooks, bound him with bronze shekels, mm-hmm. and took him to Babylon. When he was in distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and earnestly humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. He prayed to him, and the Lord was receptive to his prayer. He granted his request and brought him back to Jerusalem, to his kingdom. So Manasseh came to know that the Lord is God. And then it goes on, after this, he built the outer wall of the city of David from west. And it goes on, Manasseh, this was the turning point in Manasseh's life, but this, like, I think it was maybe all the weeks are running together, Amanda. But we, um, we were reading several weeks ago about just this like footnote line about Esau, how he never took the opportunity to repent, where he like came back and asked for the birthright, but he didn't take the opportunity to repent. And here in Manasseh's story, we actually see this. I've, he's humbled his heart and he has yeah. repented and acknowledged that the Lord is God
1: and it goes differently for him. Yeah. the Lord was receptive to his prayer. That's my
2: favorite part of the whole thing. Uh Yeah. I mean, he was terrible. There's just no comparison, I think, in all of what Israel and Judah went through to compare to him. And yet, it sounds like it's later in his life. I mean, he had time yeah. to do a lot of things. Yeah, you need and some then, time to do as much yeah. right, damage as he did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, he gets down to his worst moment. He's captured. The things that the prophets told him were going to happen finally happened. And he's off in captivity. He's humiliated. And that's when he turns to the Lord. And yeah. so, I feel like... There are people today who feel like that's a cop-out, like, I can't turn to him now, I've been so bad, why would, you know, it's like a Mm -hmm. a get-out-of-jail-free card kind of Mm -hmm. thing, and I don't deserve that, why, you know, he, well, you know what, we don't, none of us do, right? Mm -hmm. And so, this is a great example of God's mercy, he desperately desires to want us to love him Mm -hmm. and to be in community with him. And even Manasseh is redeemable, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I just love that later in life, he realized that he was missing out on the goodness of Yahweh. And he did what he could to turn his nation around and to repent. And -hmm. it wasn't just a heart thing. It wasn't just him saying, I repent and Yahweh's God and yes, I'll turn myself around, But then he went and tried to make things right, the damage that he had done in his nation. And so, that's where the later verses, where he removed the foreign gods and the idol from the temple and all the altars. And so, he tried to take down what he had put up. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like that's, he was trying to make justice happen in his land.
0: And in contrast to The Thief on the Cross— Manasseh had the opportunity to then live for God, for Yahweh, and get to make right some of the things as best he
1: could. Yeah. It reminds me of Jonah Mm -hmm. and the Ninevites Mm -hmm. and how Jonah was frustrated that Mm -hmm. the Lord had forgiven these terrible Mm -hmm. people who had done terrible things. And one of the things this teaches me about prayer is that I think even as believers— You know, even if we're not turning to the Lord for the first Mm -hmm. time, I still think that our day to day idolatry or, you know, disobedience, our just struggles with sin and with placing our affections in other places, I think it can make us feel like imposters, Mm -hmm. you know, who don't really, who either don't know how or don't deserve to approach the Lord in prayer. And so I think this teaches me that, I mean, the Lord was receptive to Manasseh's prayer. And you think about not just like, I mean, certainly there was just the things that he did that were offensive to God, but the way that he led so many others Mm -hmm. astray and led so many others to do things Mm -hmm. that were offensive to God and destructive Mm -hmm. to themselves and to God's people, it makes me think to myself like, Amanda, you have no right Mm -hmm. to say who can and can, including yourself, Mm -hmm. approach God because his mercy is so far beyond my comprehension Mm -hmm. and the work that Jesus has done on the cross is so far beyond, you know, my comprehension that I think that that kind of, I'm going to call it imposter syndrome, but, you know, I don't know, you know, how that, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know how others might resonate with that. But I think that's a tool that the devil uses to keep us from talking with the Lord. Yeah, And turning back to Him, not just in the big moments of like, man, I've really walked away, I've really messed up, but in the everyday small moments, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think this one teaches me, it really reinforces the character of God, that He's so forgiving and so willing to just gather us back in Mm -hmm. it's deep like I'm sure I have limits right (laughs) as to what will I forgive there are probably some things that will be forever difficult for me yeah but for God he has the depths of love that you know we just can't Mm -hmm. fathom Mm -hmm. and I think Manasseh's great sin is a great contrast to his Mm -hmm. great love Mm -hmm. and and they did they met right there in the middle and so, yeah, it's it's a hopeful passage to me. I find it yeah. interesting that, you know how Kings is kind of the parallel mm-hmm. to Chronicles? Right. You know, we're looking at the Chronicles passage, and Kings, when they talk about Manasseh, they don't mention this part. They just leave it, he was evil, and we're moving on to the next guy. Thumbs down. <laughs> Isn't that wild? So, yeah, I think Chronicles is more trying mm-hmm. to teach us about the spiritual journey of the nation, and so they made sure to include uh, his turnaround. I
1: appreciate that. Yeah, yeah right? And you guys may know, you may, not know, may yet, not know yet, that we're going to read First and Second Chronicles for Lent next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So yeah. it is going to really just that looking back and mm-hmm. seeing God's faithfulness, and I mean this whole conversation that we just had, yeah. could, we could just pick that up and put it <laughs> and start talking. <laughs> in, um, yeah, yeah, next yeah. next March, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah.
0: friends, interrupting this conversation really quickly to remind you that it is not too late to get your Advent books. Advent is a long season and we will spend five weeks in this series. So, if you still want a book, Go to shopshereadstruth.com and pick one up. Use fast shipping and we will get it to you as quickly as we can. But if you want it today, the great news is that you can also order a digital study book and download it immediately. Don't forget, there are all kinds of great Christmas gifts and Advent extras, reading card sets, 25 card sets, and some fantastic Kids Read Truth resources. Y'all are going to love them and you'll find them all at shopshereadstruth.com. Hey
1: friends, do you want to keep opening your Bibles, but you're not sure where to start or what to read next? The She Reads Truth subscription box makes daily Bible reading easy. Sign up and we will send you our newest study book every month so that you never have to wonder what to read next. We will help you be a woman in the Word of God every day. Just visit shop shereadstruth.com slash sub that's S-U-B-B-O-X, and get your monthly subscription today. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our text message program. That is the best way to get early bird access to all of our biggest deals, restock alerts, special offers, all the things. That's shop, com slash sub All right, back to the show.
0: You mentioned Jonah earlier, Amanda. I... It's funny to put together a three-week reading plan on prayer, because this was—Jonah's prayer is one of my favorite prayers in Scripture. Mm -hmm. And obviously, this is not a comprehensive list of prayers in Scripture, but Ryan and I were reading that together last week, and we were just so, like, together. We were just so gripped by— all of it, but like that line, that famous line that those who cling to worthless idols forsake the steadfast love of God. And just that's what was happening with Manasseh. That's yeah. what's happening over and over and over again.
1: I don't yeah. know, you mentioned it's Jonah. It's a choice. And I was like,
0: I know, I love Jonah's prayer. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that
1: line is telling us that like, yeah. it's a choice. Like, yeah. when you say yes, you're clinging yeah. to these idols, you're saying no to, mm-hmm. you know, you are forsaking. Yeah. The steadfast
0: love, not just the—I mean, it's not any old love. There's no competition. Here. Yeah. Like it is— There's a no-competition kind of he love. He wins, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Amen.
1: These Old Testament stories with—I mean, just epic just stories. keep going right Yes, now. yes.
2: What's fun, though, I like how you're pulling in the prayers into the stories, because we may read the stories and be like, oh, I know about the kings, or I know about, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. David— Or, you know, Jesus on the cross, and yet there's these prayers embedded into the stories that often we skip over or we forget or we totally miss. So, this is a really great way to round out. It's an
1: interesting approach. I'm enjoying it, yeah. It's been good. And so, Daniel, you know, in Daniel 9, that's what we'll read on Wednesday, he has like a lengthy prayer. Yeah. And this is one where we kind of started talking about it a little bit before we hit record. Kelly, what are the things that this... Prayer from Daniel, what does it teach you about prayer?
2: Daniel's prayer is really powerful because, Mm -hmm. not just because he's addressing God about a people group, but that he includes himself in the prayer because Mm -hmm. he's confessing the sin of his nation, of his people. Mm -hmm. And he says, we, uh, Mm -hmm. all throughout. Like, we have failed, we have done this. And so, we repent. Those sorts of things have mercy on us. And I feel, and it may be a more uniquely American type of thing, that we're super individualistic in the way we see Scripture and our relationship with God. It's very much I and you and me. Mm -hmm. But I love that this is, you know, we don't like guilt, I think, is a You know, an overall rule. No one really loves that feeling, right? It's Mm -hmm. not not Uh, the best. No. And so if I can push it off and say, Mm -hmm. well, I didn't do Mm -hmm. that, I'm good, right? You know, I'm sure I'll help somebody, but I didn't do that bad thing. Right. They did that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't me. Yeah. Right. And so I'm not liable for it. I'm not responsible to make up for it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And where Daniel teaches us that we live in community, wherever we are, we are part of Mm -hmm. a people. We are part of a group a family, whatever your group is, and that we all come to God. Have you ever heard of the Y'all Bible? No. Oh, oh, tell oh, me You're going to love this. I'm okay. writing so, this down. Y'all I'm sorry. Bible, y'all, ver- y'all version or y'allbible.com. So what it does, it has like five or six different of the major English translations, and everywhere the U is mm-hmm. plural, it says y'all. Yeah, just right. But and if you live in New England, you can switch it to use guys. Okay, like use it has a few guys. dialects. <laughs> oh <laughs> my great. word! But and yeah, then do we get the all y'all like the, uh, the general I all
1: don't y'all? No, I don't know. Y'all the know thing that. is, is y'all is.
0: I know, but there's something more. Like there's something more covering about all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. Y'all, and have to and check y- it I
1: it out. understand that it's
2: redundant, but right? Still. No, but I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, because we're all of us are from the south. So that's right. But yeah, so what that version helps you with is it helps you see when God or the writers are talking to groups Uh where we might read you know, an individual, because we just like, think, oh, he's talking you, to you, Kelly me. Matthews. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And so, he's like, no, I'm talking to you, church, or yeah. whatever. The
1: collective you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like our heart language. Like, when we, like, worked through um, with illuminations, like getting yes. actual scripture translations into people's heart languages. But yes, y'all, the y'all is my heart language. Yes. Right. That's so, funny. here,
2: you know, that's kind of what Daniel is doing. You know, it's very communal. It's very group-oriented. Yeah. And he includes himself. I think that's what hit me so much, was he includes himself in the Sin, Even though he yeah. was like one of the most righteous Jews of his time. Mm-hmm. And most think, oh, well, he didn't do that. He didn't bow down to idols. He didn't reject God. He was up in his window faithfully praying like a right. good Jew. All the stories, right? But he's like, no, I'm part of the covenant people.
0: There's that line in verse seven where he could have picked either place to identify himself. It says, "Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but this day public shame belongs to us." He could have said, "Lord, righteousness belongs to us, but this day public shame belongs to them." Mm-hmm. But he identified with the guilty party.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and public shame—that's a—that's pretty hard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we say that much around these days? We do not. No. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-uh.
2: We prefer pass. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Verse 9, compassion and forgiveness belong to the Lord our God. I like mm-hmm. that hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah right? So, mm-hmm. we can claim Him mm-hmm. as the people. But yeah, it's hearkening back to that He's a covenant God and that He has the people of Israel. They are His and He's theirs. And so, He's like, okay, so if we're yours, mm-hmm. we have failed to behave as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we need your forgiveness.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is an, also one of the prayers which we see this a lot in the Old Testament when when God's people are praying and they remind him of who he is and mm-hmm. what he's done. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Daniel does that a lot in this prayer too. Yeah, I mean, verse is...
0: 15, now, Lord, our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt mm-hmm. with a strong hand and made your name renowned all its days, we have sinned, we have acted wickedly.
1: yeah.
2: That's a contrast, yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the end of this prayer was really interesting to me. I always me. like looking at Amanda's notes because she's just <laughs> written all over this. <laughs> There's always often a big Q. Like, I have question. a question, yes. Okay, so I have a right? question. Yes. Uh-huh. So, this is still in Daniel chapter 9, verse 17. Therefore, our God. "'Hear the prayer and the petitions of your servant. Make your face shine on your desolate sanctuary for the Lord's sake. Mm. Listen closely, my God, and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that bears your name. For we are not presenting our petitions before you based on our righteous acts, Hmm. but based on your abundant compassion.'" Lord hear, Lord forgive, Lord listen and act. My God, for your own sake do not delay because your city and your people bear your name. I mean the the passion in this prayer is really evident, but that line that we're not presenting our petitions before you based on our righteous acts, Mm-mm. but based on your abundant compassion. I love that and I'm like, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And also I think that's one of the easiest things for us to like misfire on and forget. Mm -hmm. Where I've been a believer since I was a little girl, and I still find myself trying to bring my best self Mm -hmm. in front of, you know, to the Lord. And I mean that in saying like trying to impress him somehow. Like, what am I, why, why do I do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. How, how do we remember this?
2: Well, words on the wall help me now.
1: Yeah, um, truly. You know, but oh, that, yeah, not on the, the wall, mirror, but yeah. maybe
2: the fridge. And so literally writing it out, putting it, memorizing it, making it one of your memory verses. Yes, um, that's so good. You know, if those who have the time and inclination to study the idea of the compassion of god and the mm. the unrighteousness of people and the great compassion of god there's multiple yeah. you know stories and teachings throughout scripture that really you know reinforce that idea mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. yeah that was sort of like the clincher line for me as well yeah. when i was reading through this why do we get to come to you because you're compassionate mm-hmm. that's, that's right. it yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. and you know on one hand I think that we should expect the enemy of our hearts and souls and minds mm-hmm. to come at us to try to skew that truth. Cause it goes all the way back to the garden. I'm like, did mm-hmm. God really say, like, mm-hmm. do you really need, you've got this, mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. the serpent said. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, and so I think that it shouldn't surprise me. But yes, I love this call to like put on your armor. Equip yourself knowing that that's a struggle.
2: I didn't look it up, so I don't have the reference in my head. But when God introduces Himself for the first time, He calls Himself the Lord, the Lord, the gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and forgiving unto the generations. Like, I'm misquoting it, but that's the general idea. So, He originally introduces Himself as a compassionate God, and Jesus, I think it's the Maybe the only time when he says, this is who I am, like, mm-hmm. I am gentle and lowly of heart. Mm-hmm. Come to me, all you who are weary. And so, like, it's That's wonderful. part of his nature. It is that yeah. it's just who he is. And we tend to think of him, especially when we've done wrong and mm-hmm. we're going to him that he's mad, he's angry at me, mm-hmm. he's harsh and judgmental. I think we default to that. Wrongly, When really we should yeah. be defaulting to, oh, I'm so grateful that you yeah, are compassionate, right. God, yeah. I can come to you.
0: That's when right. we studied, we finished reading the book of Hebrews before we began this topical reading plan. And in Hebrews, we kind of understood the concept and read the concept of Jesus as our elder brother. Mm. And I mean, we were talking at the beginning of this episode about being sisters in Christ, but like thinking of him as our elder brother is such a kind, humble, caring I like
1: that, yeah, that's good, it, and it doesn't negate the his the power. rest, you know that yeah, the, the his Lord righteousness is, is yes, mighty to save, and he mm-hmm. is yes, he's all of those things mm-hmm. all the time, still, in this Daniel story, this is so fascinating to me, and, yeah. I don't have we know where you're headed. i don't have a <laughs> I don't have an yeah. answer, but I do have a big cue, yeah okay. um. <laughs> mm-hmm. While I was speaking, praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my petition before the Lord, my God, concerning the holy mountain of my God, while I was praying, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the first vision, reached me in my extreme weariness. So he has been praying, uh-huh. he has been in it, uh-huh. about the time of the evening offering. He gave me this explanation, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel. I've come now to give you understanding at the beginning of your petitions an answer went out and I have come to give it for you are treasured by God. Mm. Do you think at first he was just like, well, why well,
2: didn't exhaust it? <laughs> yeah. But could you maybe have come faster?
1: <laughs> yeah. Gabriel, where you been? <laughs> but that's so interesting this like actual image of the answer being sent out by mm-hmm. God. Oh, ah, I don't have any.
0: <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Wait, why did we stop reading? Like what's the answer? I got to right. know." Oh, yes. it's all about visions and things, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that like the compassion though. of Yeah. and the reward of.
1: And I think it teaches me that like we say things like, you know, God's always on time. And his timing is perfect and all of those things, which uh. are true. But I do think that it reminds me, okay, I just stop trying to put formulas on yeah. the lord mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. prayer yeah. mm-hmm. and the results of prayer right. and the effectiveness of prayer and all the things because god's timing you know god's ways are higher than our ways yeah. that's what isaiah mm-hmm. says and it's true yeah.
2: this one i mean it shows to me like he's actively listening this isn't a right. passive oh there's somebody talking to me no he is in you know he is zoned in right it's not
1: white noise which is how i right. imagine it you know mm-hmm. like all oh, these people are praying at mm-hmm. one time yeah yeah,
2: mm. so good. There's so much to learn. I know. We named our youngest son Gabriel, and he loves Aww. the Christmas story. He's like, yes. okay, it's my turn to show this up. Is my you turn know? to shine. Let's. <laughs> I, go. Ha- I don't even know if he knows about this one with Daniel. So that'll be a fun thing to show. Oh
1: yeah, up. that's awesome. Yeah, he's not named. Is he? He's one of only two named angels. Yeah. Is that no. the right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. It's so neat. All right, girls, we're— Elijah. The, the clock is staring at me. I what know, do, What do we want I to know. talk about? What do
0: we have time for? Elijah's encounter with the Lord, perhaps? Perhaps. There are so many, so many things yet ahead of us. What do you want to talk about, Kelly, in the remaining days?
2: Oh, well, we've got Elijah. We've got Isaiah. I they're, know. They're wild. Let's work with Elijah. I think that's next anyway, right? Okay, great. So, yeah, in First Kings 19.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing about this story, it's like Elijah is praying, and I mean, listen to this. This is an honest prayer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. 1 Kings 19, verse 10, well, backing up a little bit to the end of nine, suddenly the word of the Lord came to him, to Elijah, and the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of armies, but... The Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are looking for me to take my life. He's like, I've done the stuff, God. Mm-hmm. But this is still, the worst is still happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: he's exhausted. He's yes. afraid. He's uh, afraid. Think, he prays yeah. to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, I'm ready. Just take me now, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he and this is after... He has run all the way, you know, miles and miles. He's taken a good nap. He's gotten some food that the Lord has brought. Uh And so, he's a little bit refreshed, but he's still emotionally distraught. Yeah, And yeah, so he's like, all right, I'm on the mountain of the Lord. This is where the Lord is going to talk to me, right? Something's got to give. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I think his fear is really overwhelming him.
1: Yes. Uh And that loneliness, I am alone, he, he says that's like twice. he's alone. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Do you think sometimes when we get super tired and super uh yes. stressed, we might feel like we are mm-hmm. alone when in reality as, you know, as we see, he's that's like right. no, you're you're not the only one. It's okay. And we need to somehow be connected again, community, connected to our brothers and sisters who are striving along with us to, you know, love and serve the Lord. Yeah, um, yeah. Elijah was convinced he was it, like you know, yeah. last man standing. Yeah, um, but God's like, no, 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 no. We, we have more. It's- mm. And
1: the Lord was with him. Mm-hmm. The Lord's presence mm. is with him, and not in. You know, it reminded me as we continue in in this reading where, you know, the Lord it says the Lord passes by and there's like. All of the showy stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. there's thunder and there's an earthquake, and it's like, but the Lord was in the whisper. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord was present with him, not in a big, flashy ways, mm-hmm. but he certainly could have been. Absolutely. You know, we've seen burning mm-hmm. bushes in scripture, right? Mm-hmm. But in seen Mount Sinai, an intimate, quiet, steady way, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Read it, Amanda, because not everybody knows this. Oh, but you all are gonna get to read it it. this week and it's gonna be so
1: good. So the Lord says to Elijah, this is in verse eleven, go out and stand on the mountain in the Lord's presence. At that moment the Lord passed by. A great and mighty wind was tearing at the mountains and was shattering cliffs before the Lord. I mean wow, that's a wind. Uh But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a voice, a soft whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And then the Lord continues to talk to him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like an almighty hug <laughs> to me. It does. You know, like amazing. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what he needed.
2: Mm-hmm. Comfort. He needed some comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very human, because we all need that. Very human. And I think sometimes we're tempted to see, we want to see God in the uh, the dramatic and the powerful, mm-hmm. and and Elijah right. had seen God yeah. in the. I mean, the, the fire raining down from heaven and looking at and the just water come from there, right? That's yeah. where he had just
0: mm-hmm. come. So he had seen the big. He needed the near. He
2: yeah. needed the small
0: and
1: quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the times in the New Testament when Jesus rebukes those like looking for a sign,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it is like he's right there in front of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're looking for like the big flashy things, like mm-hmm, the miracles right. and the, mm-hmm. um, and which were, were also yeah, there, I'm standing there, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. I, you know what? That's what this whole series has been about. Has yeah. been like we can know. Jesus, like that. We can know Amen. God the Father and the voice of the Spirit that dwells within us. Mm-hmm. We can experience and enter into these rhythms and speaking and listening. And mm-hmm. as Tyler said, like attunement yeah. to mm-hmm. God and His presence in the world. That is a gift that we have as believers. And it's a gift that we often neglect. Mm-hmm.
2: Sometimes I get overwhelmed by the idea that the God of the universe, especially. Have you seen the new telescope, the the yes. web telescope? That's putting yes. in these amazing pictures. Yes. Incredible. That are the numbers are just incomprehensible, right? Mm-hmm. As far away as these things are, the God who made all that, yeah. right? And then who made the fish in the sea and everything in us wants to hear from me, is listening to me, is actively, you know, involved in my little life here and cares put his image in you and me and mm. and we are his representative it's just mind-boggling if I really stop to mm-hmm. think through and the idea that he just wants to talk with me and yeah you know listen it's privilege it's really overwhelming sometimes so yeah. in yeah. a great way yeah. so our key passage
1: for this study we read it at the beginning mm-hmm. in week one and we talked about how You know, a lot of that conversation was like, do we believe this? Mm
0: -hmm. Is is Mm -hmm. this true?
1: Like, these are some audacious audacious promises that Jesus is making. And now, having looked at all of these examples of prayer and Scripture, I want us to read it again Mm -hmm. and see if it hits a little differently, you know, and see if our faith has been bolstered a little by, by what we've read. This is Matthew 7, 7 through 11. And I'm going to make the edit that Tyler taught us. Mm-hmm. with the, So, Kelly, Tyler Staten said that, you know, this ask, seek, and knock, that in the Greek, it's present perfect. So, it's like, keep on asking, asking. keep on seeking, mm-hmm. keep on knocking. So, keep that in mind. I won't actually edit scripture because it's not something <laughs> I'm going to take the liberty of doing. Mm-hmm. So, here's the passage. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Who among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Hmm. It's the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Kelly, thank you. <laughs> this <laughs> has just been such a sweet landing to mm-hmm. this three-week conversation that we've had about prayer. And you all listening, you've still got a week to go. We mm-hmm. are still in the Word every day this week. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get to read these prayers that That's we've right. talked about. Yeah. That's right. And then on Sunday... You all, it's
0: time. It's time on Sunday. Sunday is November 27th. all y'all. And that means it's the first Sunday of Advent. And I mean, cue the jingle bells and the snowflakes and anything else. If you do not already have your Advent study book, it is not too late. You can order one because it is a five week study and just order it now and it'll get on its way. And you may not have it for day one or day two, Mm -hmm. but you'll have it right as soon as you can. You also have, we also have digital study books, which are fun because then you can like draw on your tablet, (laughs) draw on them. (laughs) And that is honestly very Um, satisfying.
1: Not that you can't draw on your book, but Advent is
2: my favorite season. I'm excited for you guys. Oh, awesome. um, okay, it's Kelly, our favorite too. so we, our Advent series this
0: year comes from the hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, oh. and, <laughs> right, and so we've know, taken right. all of the lyrics from that hymn and spread them across five weeks, and so we will not support those lyrics with Scripture, but we will find the Scripture that inspired those lyrics, mm, and so we are looking at those Scriptures as, I mean, Amanda, can you say all the lyrics? Do you know them all? Oh, maybe.
1: Let me see. Come, the long expected Jesus, born to set Thy people free from our fears and sins. Release us. Let us find our rest in Thee. Is mm-hmm. that right? Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the world. Thou art dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Was that everything? There's more. There's more. <laughs>
2: Tell me another. Uh, born
1: Thy people to deliver. Yes. Born, born a, a child. child and yet a king. Uh-huh. Born to reign in us forever, now that gracious spirit. Kingdom ring. Kingdom
2: ring. There it is. <laughs> we did it. Good job. Wow.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited. So I can't five, do that unless I'm
2: singing
0: it. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> well, Which you don't want to well, hear.
2: Listen, yeah. It
0: was better that we just did when we yeah, had not spoke same. it. <laughs> Um, You're all welcome. We, You heard the (laughs) lyric, the line, our title, Joy of Every Longing Heart is the title of this year's Advent Study. Y'all, you can go to shopshereadstruth.com to get the digital study book or the physical study book. You can also go to our show notes, shereadstruth.com slash podcast, to find out more about Kelly and more about all the things that we've talked about on this episode Kelly, this was lovely. We're so thankful. It was
2: so great to meet you guys. This is a great way to make new friends.
0: Ugh, it Agreed, is. y'all. Guess I date successful? It is. Mm-hmm. It is.
1: Next week mm-hmm. we get to make another new friend live yes. on air. Advent week one. Yeah, Max Lucado. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be lovely.
2: Oh, everybody, come back. That's right. All
0: right. Yeah. All right. Everybody, come back next week. Be women and men in the Word of God every day this week. back next week for the Advent series to begin. And until next week, Kelly, what do we tell our
2: friends? Keep opening your Bible. (laughs)